This is the Permaculture Podcast. My guest is Natalie Bogwalker, the visionary behind Wild Abundance, a permaculture skills center and homestead near Asheville, North Carolina. As a primary instructor at Wild Abundance, she teaches a variety of classes, including tiny home building workshops, women's carpentry, and permaculture design courses. She likes to share her passion with others to help them live in an empowered and earth-centered way. As a founder of Firefly Gathering, one of the most significant primitive skills events in the United States, Natalie brings years of earth-focused skills and living to each of her classes. This focus forms the center of what she joins me to talk about today, as we discuss including hands-on primitive skills to create a more in-depth, grounded permaculture education. We also touch on how an extended experience, as her Earth Skills Permaculture Design course takes 27 days spread over 9 months, changes the nature of the PDC. We wrap up by talking about what students can bring to their course and how permaculture instructors can improve permaculture education. Enjoy this conversation with Natalie, and I'll join you again after. Then Natalie, as I like to begin all of these conversations, for people who aren't familiar with you and your work, can you give us a bit of your biography and background and how you came to focusing on Earth-oriented living? Sure. So I was born in the Pacific Northwest, and I was lucky enough to live in the country and had a lot of time and ability to roam around in the woods and in the fields. And I think that that I'm 41 now. So that time, I think people just felt it was a little safer for kids to just go wandering around for hours and hours. So I feel really blessed and thankful that I got to do that. And I think that being so immersed in the woods really, really created a foundation of appreciation for all of nature's patterns and cycles. And so then, you know, I lived my life and went to school and I was actually headed towards studying genetic engineering, which is really crazy. Looking back, I really wanted to help find a cure for AIDS. But then I got hit by a car when I was 19. And that just made me completely reevaluate my life. And I quit school. And I went traveling. And I decided to go back to school and studied ecological agriculture at the Evergreen State College and started getting into permaculture there really hardcore about a little over 20 years ago. And in the course of going to school and studying agriculture, I realized that I did not want to be a farmer for a living <laughs> because it's hard, it's really, really hard, but got really turned on to permaculture design and just permacultural thinking in general. And then I became a local organic foods cook and I ran a catering company and worked various places. And then I went traveling again, looking for, I went to Europe to study agricultural systems and traveled several other places in the world looking at this stuff and came back to the States, moved into, got really into primitive skills and wild foods and moved into a community that was focused on that. And I lived in the woods, really living a very primitive, hardcore life where all of our food was cooked on fire, all of our fire was started by friction and was really focused at that point in marrying primitive skills and permaculture and figuring out how to be doing so specifically in this bioregion, which I'm in the southern Appalachians near Asheville, North Carolina. And so I've been in this area for I'm not exactly sure, something like 18 years, and have 
really gotten to know it. I mean, it's vastly different from the other places where I where I gardened or learned about farming, like the Pacific Northwest and Spain and Guatemala. It's very different from all those places. And I learned from a lot of local people and just from a lot of observation and interaction with the, with the wild world here. And so I was very focused on primitive skills and earth skills and then brought in some more contemporary techniques for earth-based living, like natural building and solar and stuff like that. And so integrated that into that really hardcore primitive skills background to marry it in a way that I think is really practical and accessible to a lot of people. Whereas when I was living in the bar cut, I was really inspired and so excited to be living so closely with the earth. And it also was really becoming important to me to share the skills and to share that inspiration. And I found that in order to organize and share my skills and share that inspiration, I needed to be on the computer. And back in that day, you couldn't really do the whole Wi-Fi hotspot thing. That didn't, that didn't exist. And so I ended up moving to Boone and then to various places near Asheville and then finally bought this land. And I had started teaching classes under the name Wild Abundant about 10 years, I guess 11 years ago, and then bought the land that is now Wild Abundant um, nine years ago. And so it's really been wonderful to bring all of the skills and all of the connections that I have made through the Firefly Gathering and through various other pursuits and create this school, which is really just this amazing incubation chamber for people from all walks of life. Like it's, it's a much more accessible place. And um, I now live in a log cabin and we have an outdoor kitchen and an outdoor classroom. And also we just built an indoor classroom for times when the weather is makes it tough to be outside. And I just feel so excited to be living my dream and to be sharing these skills through permaculture and through earth skills and also natural building and carpentry that kept stimulating and really, really part of what I hope humanity's future might become. With your background in primitive skills and primitive living and the time that you spent there, are you integrating a lot of that into your current work so that you're blending this like high order design of permaculture with a hands-on experiential learning? Yes, definitely. That's really, really important to me. And it's especially high highlighted in our course that we call Earth Skills and Permaculture. And that's a nine month, one three-day weekend a month course that we offer. Um, it starts in late April. And that course is so wonderful because we also teach a traditional PDC that is 12 days and it's in September, which is awesome. And we're able to do some hands-on stuff with that class, but to give certification for permaculture design, you know, there's a lot <laughs> to be covered. And so the Earth Skills and Permaculture class, we have so much more time to go really deep into hands-on stuff. And that hands-on stuff that we do ranges like some hands-on there's actually been a really strong desire from the students. We're, we're really committed to accommodating what students are passionate about. So some of that hands-on is installing a water catchment system instead of just learning how to do it and learning about the numbers. 
but actually installing it. And we're actually installing, we're spending an entire day installing a food forest and time before that, like assessing the site and doing all these things. So we're going to be doing the designs, but then we do those hands-on permaculture stuff. And then we also have earth skills integrated. So we do friction fire. We start, which I mean, these earth skills, they're ancient skills and they're skills that our ancestors practiced for millennia. And while starting a friction fire is not what I would call the most practical skill in a, in a day and age that we have lighters, it's a skill that connects people to something very deep within themselves that is like, it is like a skill that was practiced when humans were living in a way that was much more earth-based than it is today and connected, like our very survival was, was dependent on our connection with the earth. So I think that those skills, those primitive skills that we bring to this course, like friction fire and making your own friction fire kit, we're going to be doing primitive pottery this year where we're mining clay and then we are using traditional techniques to shape that clay and then firing it in an open fire. And we're also going to be doing tracking and we're going to be doing um, stocking. So all sorts of, all sorts of really cool experiences as well as setting up camp and cooking on fire and um, debris shelters. We're going to be learning how to make shelters for just out of leaves and sticks that can keep you warm in sub-zero temperatures. So these skills, that they're also survival skills. And I think they're skills for just getting back to like a deep sense of connection, both with the earth and also with the other students that are in the class, because, you know, you can't do a lot of this stuff alone. So it's a really beautiful thing to me to be marrying these different pieces and passions from my life to um, create a course that people want to take. And in fact, we only have three spots. Left in class, so it's something that people have really responded to. And that just feels really rewarding and lovely to me to be able to share something and people really be hungry for it. There's so much in what you said that resonates from my own life because I came to permaculture having been a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout and I was in a troop that practiced a lot of primitive skills. So we were doing a lot of fire making, not with friction. My friction fire making skills are terrible, but I'm okay with flint and steel. And I find that like one of my favorite lines is that the more skills you have, the less tools you need. And that by doing these skills that don't use a lot of modern tools, the things that it teaches us about the materials around us. Yeah. If I have something that's a little bit wet, but I have a gas-fueled fire in the form of a lighter, I can apply heat until I get something to strike. Yeah. But if I'm working with something where I need some really dry tinder that sends you deeper into the wood pile to find something that's dry or knowing what's around you that you can harvest that will be light enough to catch that spark or the skills that come out from that, like learning how to make char cloth or something like that. But yeah, I really find that those kinds of things teach us a lot more about the world around us than necessarily what we might get in a modern classroom and that it's worth spending time, even if it's just a couple weekends of our life, really digging into this. And understanding how, like as you were saying, building something like a brush shelter, how that differs from a modern home or something that you might heat with fire, or what if you need to do something in a hurry because your, you know, your survival depends on it. 
and that even though it might be a contrived situation for a classroom, what we can learn then about how to be more resilient in the modern world. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that it also drives us to much deeper observation when we are interacting so on such a basic level with the natural world. And like like the fire example, like if it's if it's kind of wet out and you're really looking around for good tinder, like just using the tools at hand, like I will collect tinder and I'll put it in my pockets or in my pants so that it like gets dried out. And then looking for birch bark around here is like, I mean, it's amazingly flammable. <laughs> it's like basically the same thing as like soaking um, dryer lint in, in candle wax or something like it's, it just does an amazing job at the fire and getting to know like, Oh, where I am I in the forest? Where would I be likely to find birch bark? Like, Oh, I need to go down into the Valley by the water and there I'll find birch bark. And, and, that allows students also to really tune in to things like like microclimate and aspect and and just like getting to know the land and reading the land and it just makes it so much more fun and interesting and hands-on and accessible and engaging to be learning the principles of permaculture and learning the ethics of permaculture through a lens that I think comes from a truly earth-centered perspective rather than just a classroom perspective. And I mean, we still have classroom time. It's kind of, it's not preventable because of, because of a lot of the, the, the juicy details that come into permaculture as well as some of the bigger picture stuff. But, but we really strive to maximize the ways that we're able to teach that are in the field, whether in the field means in the forest or on a mountaintop or whether it means in a garden or context or whatever. And with 27 days with your students, as you say, you're teaching a traditional PDC in 12 days. And I know that's usually, you know, 12 to 14 is our usual runtime for one of those. With all of this extra time, are you adding additional material to the permaculture design class for students beyond the primitive skills? Are there things that you've learned and found since taking a PDC that you feel are now essential for new permaculture students? definitely we are adding a lot and something that has been really big for me in being able to work with students for such a long period of time like it's so such a drastic difference to be with a student over a longer period of time like the traditional pdc is awesome because it gets people out of their lives and into a really focused situation and they're beautiful and i think that that this longer program has the ability to change people's lives in a deeper way because it's it's within the context of their life, like that three-day weekend each month. And so something that we are really committed to focusing on, and my particular passion is, is focused here, is looking at people's life paths and looking at direction and seeing how, like, I can't remember who has this quote, but something about the world's greatest hunger like finding the place where the world's greatest hunger and your gifts meet. Like that is what I'm really interested in with these students, especially students that I have for such a long time, like helping them and being a guide for them to find that intersection and find that place where, where they can really, can really figure out how to make their gifts shine in a way that is really earth centered and, and life enhancing. 
And so that's something that, that is really important to me, and it's something that's integrated throughout the curriculum. And then, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's touched on in a traditional PDC that we have the time to really just dig into. And so one thing is we do a lot of a lot of tours of different sites. And so some of those sites are urban, some of those sites are rural. And we have we have the person who is the manager of that site talk about the site and talk about the perennials they planted, any earth moving that they might have done, about the relative location of different elements in the design. And then the students have a um, have a worksheet that really goes into some deep design questions for them to ask themselves that they're observing on these different sites. So when it comes time for them to do their permaculture designs, they're really thinking in these big picture ways, as well as the detailed ways as far as like specific species that are being used in a design. And that's something that, that I'm really passionate and excited about having here. And then things like food preservation, like that might be touched on a bit or nutrition during a traditional PDC, but we really dive into it. And so aside from the three-day weekends each month, we also have video lectures that the the students work with during the times in between classes. And then each month there's a small group facilitated discussion that's led by one of our main instructors. And so each student is in a group of three to five people and they're looking at the readings that we assign, and they're also looking at how what they're learning in class is, how it's integrating and how it's interacting with their lives in general. And some one of those um, one of those tracks is led by a teacher who's specifically focusing with students who are wanting to purchase land and start an eco homestead. And then there's another track that's specifically for folks who are excited about social justice and ecology. And there are two other tracks, and honestly, I can't remember what they are this year off the top of my head, but <laughs> it's whatever the students, like we put out, put out a questionnaire and ask students what they're most passionate about for focusing in on during their small groups. And so that's exciting. And then we also have mentorship with these four main teachers, me included. And so the students get to have two hour-long sessions with that mentor each year and really focus on their lives. <laughs> and what, because, you know, in a class of students, like there's, there is time for personal stuff, but this really makes it so that we can really dive into that and not distract the class with, you know, one person's individual stuff. So it's, yeah, it's it's a really rich program, and I'm so thankful to be able to be offering it. How many students do you normally have in a course like this? We have 17, which is a really lovely number. We have had bigger classes. Like, we Wild Abundance offers different classes, including we have a tiny house and natural building class, and we have women's carpentry classes, and we have um, wild crafting classes, and we have a women's rewilding class, and there are more on our website, which is wildabundance.net. And some of our classes, like our tiny house class, we take 30 students. And that's really great because we we do the lectures all together, but then we divide into two teams, and we build two tiny houses, one permanent and one that's on wheels. They can go away after the class. And so with that class, it's really great to have a bigger group. And there's this 
I mean, I find that with classes with under like 12 or 13 people that there's not the same like excitement. And I was actually talking with Ben Falk. I, I was up in Vermont um, a couple of weeks ago and I visited him at his farm and we were talking about it and he, he takes 40 students at his PDC, which is awesome. And, and he, he was like just talking about how he thinks that the bigger group is just so nice because there's just so much excitement. And I think that's awesome. And with the, with the earth skills, there's so many things that we do that if we had a bigger group, I think it would detract from the students, the students getting the attention and energy and focus and just being able to see what we're talking about on a trail or whatever. And so 17 is a really lovely number for us where it has that energy and that, that, excitement behind it that I think that you don't get with the smaller numbers, but it's also a manageable number to where we can move in the landscape pretty easily. And we, and we also sometimes break into smaller groups. Like when we do gardening hands-on stuff, we break into two groups, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's really nice. And that 17 also includes our apprentices. We take four apprentices each year who live on site and do an even deeper program, deeper dive, but that's, for this year, they tend to fill up pretty quickly. That's an interesting number because in working through classes over the years, myself and some of my co-instructors have all agreed that 12 is definitely our minimum in order to have like the right mix of people and having good group breakout groups and just ongoing dialogue that, yeah, it kind of falls apart once it gets much smaller than that. And then it's just the re- like how large that number grows depends on the site, the situation and how many instructors are involved. Definitely. And the content too. Like if you're, if you're doing a mostly classroom situation, it's much easier to accommodate more students, which I can appreciate that, that need. And also Ben Falk was saying he does this thing, which seems really cool in the mornings. They have little breakout sessions and it seems like he's doing some of this too, where, where the instructors will all be doing some, some like traditional skill and then the students will go around and check this out. And I think it happens for like a half an hour every morning during their PDC, which sounds really cool. But isn't like the amount of time in with the Earth Skills class. And then you mentioned that you're an instructor and then you have three other instructors. Who are those folks and what do they bring to the class for you? So we, we have four main instructors and then we have a bevy other instructors who come in and do and do some guest teaching so there's me and then there's laura ruby and laura and i actually co-teach our pdc in the fall and she brings a really strong permaculture background she studied in australia about 20 years ago i can't remember with who but she's yeah she has a really strong background in that she's done a lot of design work for more urban situations where I'm more focused on the rural situations and she has a good background in yeah just designing for kids she she has a business called yummy yards which is really sweet and has worked a lot in school systems with gardening and with permaculture stuff and then we have we have Chloe Lieberman and she is also the writer for Wild Abundance. And she has a farm just a couple miles up the road. And she's done, like, she's kind of our homesteading expert. And so she has a milk cow and she has a bunch of goats and she has a bunch of ducks. And she and her partner are planting out this incredible food forest. And they 
yeah, they bring a really deep background in traditional skills, which I really appreciate. And she also is a nutritional consultant. So that's another piece that she brings when she teaches our nutrition classes. And then we have Tyler Lavenberg, who um, was actually my apprentice about 10, I guess 12 years ago at this point. And he has just dove in so deeply into primitive skills. And he's, he's really, really good with it. And he also has his own homestead and is really committed to a lot of wild food preservation, which is something that, that he and I did many, many years ago. I actually have a book that's like two-thirds done. I have three books that are two-thirds done. It's pretty fun. On wild food preservation specifically. And so he's really he's really committed to living off the land, as is Chloe, but brings he brings more of a primitive skills background to it. And he's also really good with budgeting. And she brings more of a traditional farming background to it. So it's slightly different. And then Laura has the more urban and the permaculture background. So those are those are the teachers that are kind of our core teachers. And then we have, you know, again, just a slew of other teachers. We have Becky Beyer, who is really into traditional plant use. And so she's probably, she was actually my apprentice many years ago as well. And then we have Ben Falk does, comes in and teaches a few classes, which is, yeah, he's just fabulous. And we use his book as our text. And then Kaylin Campbell, who is also a neighbor. I mean, this is something that's so cool about where I live is I'm able to pay, to bring in so many teachers that are hyper local who are so skilled. Like it's just a really magical situation to be in a place where I can access such talent that is is so nearby. And so we're actually able to go and see their sites, which is just awesome. So Kaylin Campbell and then Eric Ponsmeyer also does a few classes. And he's, I really like his teaching. I really appreciate it. And he, he brings some really nice stuff about, about urban agriculture. And then, of course, he just technically has so much knowledge about perennial food crops. And I really appreciate that. And Laura Lennox, she was a professor. And now she wrote a book called Regenerative Agriculture, and she teaches carbon farming, and she also teaches soil science and compost for us. And then we have Luke, again, this amazing botanist who just brings this passion. We have a really big focus on wild foods in this class, which I think is should and and is such a necessary piece of permaculture. And it's something that you don't see a lot of in the permaculture books because it's so dependent on where you live. And he, yeah, he's my favorite plant teacher at this point. And yeah, there's about about 10 other instructors that we bring in. So I, I like to just find people who are the, like we have our core four, and then we have people who are just at the lead at the weed of their, their fields. And we're actually doing a racial equity training as part of the as part of the class this year in Ethiopia. Uwert is going to be leading that. And then we have another another class that's new this year about food justice. And this man Isa Whitaker who lives locally in Asheville is going to be teaching that. And yeah, there's many more. <laughs> that's just kind of a, a taste. Asheville's a very fortunate place to live with all of the folks who have gone there. There's this line that we used to talk about years ago referring to the blap 
which is where a lot of people would go between Brooklyn, LA, Asheville, and Portland, um, seem to be really large <laughs> places where people are going to find all these skills and all these people. And it's, I'm looking at making a trip down to Asheville in um, July just to be able to catch so many of these folks who are in the region because you've got Earth Haven that's not far away from there and just so many amazing resources. With all the instructors that you've mentioned, I've been fortunate enough to interview Ben and Eric in the past. And so I'll make sure to link to those interviews. Now, those are many years old at this point because of 10 years of the podcast. But if people who are listening to this who would like to learn more about the folks who are going to be part of your class, so people can hear those interviews. When it comes to students who are looking for a class like this, what are the kinds of mindset and mentality do you think that permaculture students would benefit from bringing with them to a class? Well, I think the biggest thing is having an open mind <laughs> and um, letting go of expectations because these, these, any PDC, I think will totally blow someone's mind if it's orchestrated well. And there's so much in the basic permaculture curriculum that is transformative to people. And I think that I think that doing an in-person PDC and especially something like the Earth Skills class that is just such a deeper dive than is possible in the 12 or 14 day class, that that the online courses just aren't able in the same way to change your life on a really deep way. And I think that is just because you're not you're not experiencing the community aspect and you're not experiencing the hands-on aspect. It's like mediated through this technological format, which I think is really useful. And it's really amazing that it makes it accessible to a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't be able to be immersed in the program. But we've had several in an online course and then taken either our PDC or the Earth Skills program. Not that that's what all requires, but it's just a completely different experience. And I think going into that experience with an open mind is really important and just being receptive and being open to being yourself. It's interesting. I actually just went and took a class myself up at Yestermorrow, which is a design and build school up in Vermont. And it was so fun for me. And this is a new commitment for me to, because I'm teaching so many classes to actually take a class every year. And it was really interesting to go up there and to be in like a slightly less comfortable position because I'm always like here on my homestead teaching these classes, just feeling really comfortable and really clear about who I am and everyone can experience it. And I, I'm not like nervous at all, but it was really interesting to go and take a class and be like, hmm, who are my co-students going to be like? Like all this, all these questions. And it was really sweet to be in that position and, and get to experience the camaraderie and get to experience the new perspectives and like the different lives. Like there were three Canadians in the class that have slightly different perspectives than us U.S. North Americans. And um, yeah, it was just really lovely. And it made me just rethink a little bit, but also just appreciate the, the connections that are made during these classes that we have. And on the other side of that, as a longtime permaculture teacher, what do you think that we can do as a community in order to improve the permaculture design course and the transmission of that knowledge? That's a really good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. I mean, I think that I think that the permaculture design course, like the 12 or 14 day course, you know, it's a really important step in people's lives. But I think that 
having more advanced permaculture curricula is also really important, like both for people learning deeper stuff, because I mean, 14 days, it sounds like a lot of time, but like compared with like, how many days did you spend in fifth grade or 11th grade or whatever, like it's a, actually a pretty small amount of time. And so it's possible to blow people's minds and give them really an introduction into earth-based living. But within the context of like a traditional PDC, I think it's really hard to like, and it's not expected that someone actually becomes a professional permaculture designer after that course. Like after that course, you tend to, or you need to apprentice with someone and get a lot more experience. And that's something that we're able to give people more of during the earth skills class, which I really appreciate. And I think that, I think that just creating more situations and putting more focus on continuing education and on more specialized development too is something that I see as being really important in the permaculture world. And also a place like I think there's so many people getting online, taking online PDCs that it's, that it's an opportunity to take people who have some of that background and then go deeper. And again, and we also have an advanced permaculture course that we're offering that specifically, it's focusing on various things, but this one is specifically focused on the water catchment design and implementation, water catchment system design and implementation, and on food forest installation. And so those classes in our advanced PDC or advanced permaculture course are integrated into the earth skills class. So with the earth skills class, you're getting, you know, the regular PDC, but then you're getting more advanced and focused subjects as well. And I think that's something that we need to be looking at, but we also need to be looking at where people are at. And, you know, it's one thing to take off two weeks from work, which is a big deal, but to take off, take off, you know, three months or something, which I would love. To, you know, have people here solid for three months. I mean, our apprenticeship is an, is an eight-month program, and that's, I mean, I'm able to make a much bigger impact on people's lives. But figuring out, I think, how to go deeper with skills and go deeper with addressing climate change and addressing the and earth activism and addressing the issues that we are seriously facing in the planet right now, that's what I think we need to be doing and working together to be able to do that. As always happens far too quickly, we're reaching the end of our time together. And in the few minutes that we have left, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah, I think that I applaud that you have found this podcast. <laughs> it's really high quality and, and deep stuff that is being looked at. And I encourage you to figure out how you might be able to implement some of this stuff into your everyday life. And one of my, um, this is kind of coming out of left field a little bit here, but one of my, one of my important teachers in my life was, his name was Frank Cook. And he had this really sweet quote, which was eat something wild every day. And that something wild might just be like a little nibble of dandelion or a little, a little taste of a birch twig or something. But I think that finding the skills to where you can do that, and it might also be a fabulous metal spanakopita or something like that that you made, but to find the skills to be able to do that, I think is really important. And if we're looking at life from a permacultural context, like being able to interact with 
and learn from and observe the wild, I think is, to me, extremely foundational to the skills and to the way of looking at the world that permaculture offers. Well, thank you for that and everything else that you shared with us today, Natalie. Yeah, my pleasure. And that was Natalie Bogwalker. Find out more about her and her classes, including the upcoming Earth Skills class, at wildabundance.net. You'll find a link to that, as well as my interviews with Eric Tonesmeyer and Ben Falk, and more, in the show notes. I'm thankful for what Natalie shared with us about extending and expanding on permaculture education, both for the amount of time spent in courses, the skills we develop while there, and on mentoring and advanced classes after we start down this road. Her question, how many hours did you spend in the fifth grade, raises a point I've considered many times, though my focus was more thinking about it from the perspective of college classes. A 72-hour PDC is about the equivalent of six college credits. If you think of the permaculture design course as an introductory class, it's about the same as taking Biology 101 and Biology 102. It's a great place to start, but there's so much more to do. And we can get into more of that through extended courses, such as Natalie's and others, that add to the time between teachers and students. This extra time allows us to add to our hard and soft skills, from fire starting and shelter building, to carpentry, nutritional knowledge, and social engagement. With a student-focused approach, this can include the core knowledge necessary to complete a PDC, and create the shared lexicon required to discuss design, ethics, and principles, but also how to apply these ideas to more than the landscape. Through these and advanced classes that focus on specific subjects such as water catchment, home building, foraging, conflict transformation, and personal change, we gain the skills necessary for the creation of the permanent culture inherent in the work of permaculture. If you're still looking to find your area of focus, your calling, whatever your stage in life, teachers like Natalie, myself, and others are here to help you find the way. If you'd like to learn more, get in touch with Natalie and the folks at Wild Abundance at wildabundance.net. And of course, you can write to me. Email show at thepermaculturepodcast.com. Write the Permaculture Podcast, P.O. Box 16, Dauphin, Pennsylvania, 17018. Oh, and how long do we spend in the fifth grade? More than a thousand hours here in the United States. Until the next time. Eat something wild every day while taking care of Earth, yourself, and each other.